Wow. So good, you guys. So good to be here. And it is so good to remember what's true. It is utterly amazing what God has done. The intimacy that we can have with the living God because of Jesus Christ. This is what excites me. This is, this is, why, this is why it's so worth being here, it's why it's so worth what we do, why I do what I do. To make sure that we never forget how utterly amazing this is. <laughs> Man, we can so slip back into being human and going to church and, and get caught back up in like religious stuff. Human-made things, trying to be a good person. When the reality is, God loved us so much that he wanted to be closer to us than our skin. That he wanted no space between us. That he literally wanted to be inside of us and in everything that is our life. Is that not amazing? That's amazing. You guys, that's why we're here. The Bible has this word fellowship and it means an actual shared life. And I want to tell you this, man. I want every person to know that they could actually be living a life that's shared with God. And I want all of us who already believe that to remember that. Man, this is why we worship you guys. This is why we gather this is why Jesus called his church. It's why when the Holy Spirit did come upon the first believers in the book of Acts, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to prayer and to the meeting together in each other's homes. It's because they couldn't get enough of this reality that Jesus Christ is inside of us. Man. So as we talk about prayer today, it was crazy a few days ago. It's kind of weird because we've been teaching Romans 12.1. That's the verse that we've been camping on in this series. But I'm in Romans in my own personal time every morning when I'm just hanging out with, with God. And this week I got to the last verse of chapter 11, which is the verse right before Romans 12.1. Here's what, here's what Romans 11.36 says. It says, for from him, from God, and through him, and for him, are all things. To him be glory forever. And man, I, so I sat there and I just camped on that verse for a second. I just started thinking about this. Guys, think about this. From him, from God, are all things. 
all things. That means everything that you need that God is, all of his love, all of his joy, all of his peace, all of his strength, all of his wisdom, all of his goodness, all everything that God is. He goes, everything comes from God. <laughs> and he wants to give it to you. Is that not cool? And then he says, not only are all things from God, because he actually, at the end of this, he's just got done with 11 chapters talking about this whole amazing work that God has done to help us be reconciled back to him. And he's just praising God. And he goes, man, everything, everything comes from him. Everything is through him. Man, when you stop and you think about that, as I meditate on that, that means the life that I'm trying to live, anything, God is saying, I will live through you. Through me come all things. And that means that you and I can actually live a life that's not natural, that's beyond humanity, that's supernatural. The living God is saying, I will fill you up, which we just saying, God, come and fill me up. He goes, I will. I will give you everything I am. And then through me, I will come through your life and you will do more than you could ever ask or imagine. That's possible. And then we get to our verse we've been talking about. And he says, therefore, for the fact that God has done everything necessary so he could be inside of you and give you life, I urge you. <laughs> it would be so fun to see Paul up here. I wonder what it looked like to be urged by Paul. I urge you guys, come on, man, brothers and sisters, in view of all this mercy of God, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your reasonable service, the only reasonable response to a God who would give up his very life to be with you is to give up your life to be with him. That's the only reasonable response. So we go, okay. How do I do this? And that's what we've been talking about. And so, again, he says you got to hate evil. You love like friends. You honor one another. You serve Jesus fervently. You're joyful in hope. You endure hardship. And then the very next phrase that we're going to talk about tonight is in view of what God has done, in view of the fact that he wants to be that intimate and that close to you, inside of you, closer than your skin, in everything that's going on in your life, devote yourself to prayer. Be diligent in prayer. That's what we're talking about today. So what is prayer? What is prayer? What is prayer? I actually just thought about it. You know, we had a video that we were going to show, I think is a good illustration of what prayer is. Okay, let's watch this. Good job, buns. Hot patooties. Wow, Dina, everything looks fabulous. Well, I'll tell you something. It's such a treat for me to have a home-cooked meal like this. Dinner at my house usually consisted of everybody in the kitchen fighting over containers of Chinese food. Oh, you poor thing. What, there wasn't enough food to go around, Greg? No, there was. We just never really sat down like a family like this. Oh. Greg, would you like to say grace? Oh, uh, well, uh, Greg's Jewish dad. You know that. You're telling me the Jews don't pray, honey? Unless you have some objection. No, 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 I'd love to. Pam, come on, it's not like I'm a rabbi or something. I said grace at many a dinner table. It's... Okay. Oh, 
Dear God, thank you. You are such a good God to us, a, a kind and gentle and accommodating God. And we thank you, oh sweet, sweet Lord of hosts, for the smorgasbord you have so aptly lain at our table this day and each day by day day by day by day oh dear lord three things we pray to love thee more dearly to see thee more clearly to follow thee more nearly day by day by day amen amen oh greg that was lovely thank you greg that was interesting too <laughs> man i tell you you know it's interesting because if you survey right across the nation it's amazing the percentage of people who will say that they pray but when it really comes down to it and we say well what actually is prayer there are so many weird ideas of what prayer is. And sometimes we're looking for, you know, some formula, something that we're just supposed to say a rote thing day by day. Uh, that was actually not bad, though. <laughs> what is prayer? What is it? You guys, it's actually engagement with God. When you, when you pray, you are actually communing with God. You are actually having, a, a, having an actual experience with God. Right, so I, every time I think about the word engagement, right, being from Detroit, the auto industry, I know nothing about cars, but I like to claim it because I'm from Detroit. But you know this, right? When a gear is moving, when it's moving and it's moving, and you put it in neutral, that means you're disengaged. This doesn't move. Nothing happens. Even though this thing is spinning like crazy. But as soon as you engage this with what's actually moving, what happens to this? It starts moving. <laughs> and when you pray, God is alive. He is alive and he's well. And when you and I pray, what we're doing is we're actually taking our very soul, our very spirit, our very person, and we're engaging with God who's moving, who's alive, who's at work. That is what prayer is. Now, it is a conversation, but it's so much more. So I was trying to think, like, what, what, what example could I give of, of, of like, even when the scripture said, that we said earlier, said, we are supposed to offer our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. Holy means to be set apart. We are supposed to actually be setting ourselves apart to be in this intimate, dynamic relationship with God. So I think, well, what is prayer? It's kind of like a date night. And I am so glad Bill and Rebecca Green are right here. Bill and Rebecca, go ahead and raise your hand, you guys, real quick. So these are dear friends of ours, <clears throat> and they're kind of going like this. But, uh, but years ago, Bill and Rebecca made a commitment to have a date night. Every week, Friday night, date night. I want to tell you, man, unless you're taking them, like, on a cruise to the Bahamas, they are going to say no to whatever you want to do on a Friday night. <laughs> they have set apart that night, that's what holy is. It means this night is set apart. And they hang out every Friday night. Now, 
And what's so cool after talking with them when they finally committed to this, the way their relationship was enhanced and made better, there's, that's why they say no to anything else because of what it's doing for their relationship. See, that's what prayer is. Prayer is saying, man, I'm gonna set myself apart and I'm gonna meet with God. And I'm sure you guys talk, right? So we talk, that's what prayer is. I'm talking to God, but I'm also listening to God. That's what's happening if you're on a good date, right? Have you guys ever been to a date? You go, you go out and you see couples and they're sitting there and they don't say anything to each other the whole meal. Kind of weird. Because when you're out, it's a date. But it's so much more than just communication. You are actually giving yourself to them and you're receiving from them. You give and receive love. You feel love. And you give love. You share honestly in those moments. And then you listen intently back. And if you shared honestly about something tough, you receive grace and forgiveness back. And then what happens when you do this, like Susan and I, when we're having these times together, we actually come together and we, we work through tough stuff and we talk through things and we seek unity on the things that are most important in our life so we can have unified vision and wisdom. Man, that's what a date night is. And I want to tell you guys, that's what prayer is. Prayer is you getting engaged with God, giving to him and receiving from him. It's a living, dynamic experience. I call it the great exchange. Years ago, this is what hit me when I pray. It's a great exchange. So you can come and you can go, God, I'm anxious. And you, you give him, you confess that reality to him. And then what does he do? He goes, then I will give you my peace. And then you tell God, it's like, God, I, I'm in despair, man. I don't see it. It's dark. And, I'm, and then you tell him and you're honestly giving that to him. And what does he do? He goes, and I give you my hope. You come with all your questions, and he goes, thank you, because now I'll give you my wisdom. You don't know what to do. You have uncertainty, and he guides you. You come, and you bring your sin. He gives you his forgiveness, your weakness. He gives you his strength. You, give, you come to God, and you go, I can't do it. You come in and say, I don't have the ability to do this. And he goes, perfect, because my grace is sufficient for you in your weakness. And he gives you what you need. Insecurity. And he gives you love. You guys, this is why the scripture says, hey, in view of what God has done for you so that he would live inside of you, be diligent in prayer. Be diligent to engage with God. And I love that word diligent, it means to adhere to. It means stick with it. It means a constant readiness for someone. And that's what we're gonna talk about. So here's what I know. Uh, I w- at least I would guess today, that we're all over the map right now in our experience of prayer. Some of us, we don't really know. I mean, seriously, if you, somebody asked you to pray, you would be like, I, I, I don't know. By the way, corporate prayer and praying out loud is, is totally different than just praying by yourself. <laughs> I get that. But some of you just need to know. It's like, how can I take a step to be diligent in prayer, to adhere to this, to make it a regular part of my life so that I can be experiencing God who wants to give me everything, okay? But then some of you have been doing this for a while. So I have three levels tonight that I wanna share with you, three levels of prayer that where we can be diligent. The first one is we need to be diligent in the morning. The second one is diligent in intervals. 
And the third one is diligent in the moment. And I don't care where we're at in our prayer life. I know for me, I'm really learning this last one. Okay? So let's dive in. How can you take a step to be more diligent so that you're receiving everything that God wants to give you and engaging with him? In the morning, Psalm 5.3 says this. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. And in the morning, I lay my request before you and I wait expectantly. I love that. See, I'm gonna share honestly with you, God, and I'm gonna pour out my heart, but I'm also gonna wait expectantly because I know we're in relationship here and I know that everything comes from you. God, everything comes from you. And Jesus said, you don't have because you don't ask. You guys are messed up and you know how to give gifts to your kid. How much more will the Father in heaven give you? He wants to meet us. And so, in, in Mark chapter 135, it says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, he left the house, and he went off to a solitary place where he prayed. And I want to say, I'm going to say this, though. More important than the morning <laughs> is that you do it every single day. Okay? So if you are not a morning person, but you're a night person, I, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I, I, I have developed a, a morning routine. I'm di- I am diligent in meeting with him every single morning. Now, can I just say, and I've said this here before, it took me a long time to become diligent in that. <laughs> it was not an easy thing for me to get up. I'm a night guy by, by trade. I am. But what I realized was, I want to be like this with Jesus all day long, though. God is saying, I'll meet with you and give you everything you need. And so I wanted to cling to him in this, okay? But Susie and I lately, we, we said, you know what? Let's not just start our day well, let's end our day well. So we actually have started to try to pray together, you know, right before bed. And one of the things that hit me, it's like, did you guys know in the Jewish calendar, or in the Jewish day, that's actually the beginning of their day is when they go to bed? That's, they actually see going to bed as the very first thing that they do, resting and trusting in him. So that's kind of been cool, because I've just been praying that. It's like, okay, Lord, I'm going to start my day by trusting you with my sleep. So here, by the way, so if you want to start at night, start at night. Do it at night. I don't care. But here's what we need to do. We've got to be developing a diligent commitment to do it all the time. So to give an example of that, I want to introduce, or I don't have to introduce, but Jenny, this is Jenny Muir. Give her a round of applause, you guys. She was uh, leading us in worship today. Hello. Is that working? I hope so. There we go. There we go. Awesome. So when we were planning this service, Jenny's actually on our staff, so she is our producer for these services and stuff. And uh, she just shared for her personally how this whole idea of actually being diligent in prayer on a regular basis happens. So go for it. Share with everybody. Yes. So I know a lot of you use the version app on your devices. And that's what the little icon looks like. So I was using that. And um, I happened to scroll down and notice that there's a prayer option on there that I had not seen before. I kind of, I wish it was a little easier to see on their app, but now you know what it looks like and you can look for it. But so um, it takes you through a different guided prayer every day and it incorporates scripture. And one thing I really love about this app is, or this, this function is that you can spend as much time as, as you want. You can spend an hour or five minutes. And so myself personally, I was trying to, 
get into a good morning routine. That really seems to work best for me, but I was kind of struggling. Sometimes I sit down and don't know where to start or things are really heavy on my heart and I just don't know where to start with my prayer. And so this really helped with that. And um, I'll just take you through. I took a screenshot of what today is. So um, just a couple of quick, um, it says, welcome. The God who created the universe is eager to spend time with you. Come as you are and draw closer to your creator. Your presence matters here. And then um, Jeremiah 32, 17. Oh, sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and earth by your strong hand and powerful arm. Nothing is too hard for you. So bring to God whatever awe and adoration comes to mind right now. So you can spend as much time there as, as you can. And then um, the next one is my concerns. Listen to my prayer, oh God. Do not ignore my cry for help. <laughs> And so after each concern, recite this verse. Do this exercise for as long as you need and make this psalm your prayer today. And then the next one says, Father God, I recognize that lack of trust is ultimately a sign of pride. And so I ask you to uproot it. Remove the behaviors and thought patterns that prevent me from recognizing and doing your will. Change the way I think and act so that way I can take part in building your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. And then today it ended with this one. We hope this time with God encouraged and inspired you. Give yourself space to process your prayers and only leave when you feel ready. That's cool. So how did, yeah, so, so you were trying, so at this point you didn't have a, a, a normal routine. Yes. How did this help you? Um, just like I was saying with the kind of not knowing where to start sometimes, this just really helped me get into a habit. And now I... I kind of do this exact thing now and start with uh, praise and thanksgiving and, and end with concerns and things like that. So Yeah. Yeah. So it, 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 we just wanted to let you guys know, because some people are like, you're in the same boat. Like, Jenny's a total follower of Jesus. I believe in him, but I don't know how to do this. This is a great tool, and we want to equip you with tools. So if you don't have the version app, get it. I mean, it's like it's, uh, most of us do now. You just have it right on your phone. And I, I encourage you to utilize that. And, um, and so, but then you didn't, uh, you're not using it in the morning anymore. Correct. I feel like I really have a good rhythm of how I pray every morning and how I talk to God and how I start the conversation with him. And so I'm not using it anymore in the morning. Okay. But you're using it. I am still using it. I do like to use it in the afternoon. It's, I try every day at noon to check back in on that app. And even if I just have a minute to, to go through that. It just really helps me refocus on him and remind myself that he's here with me all day and I can bring everything good and bad and anything that concerns me to him. So it's just a really nice little reset in the day that helps me connect with God awesome. again. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, Jenny. And I think that's the next step. Once you actually develop a diligent commitment where you're just starting, okay, I have a daily routine where I'm a daily date night, whatever, however you want to say it with God, and I'm receiving from him on a regular basis. The next step for you was, I would say, is in, in, in intervals. Don't just do it in the morning, but do it in intervals. And that's really what Jenny has figured out. You know, a while ago, we did a whole series on the emotionally healthy spirituality and one of the things that was taught, if you went through that book with us or that series with us, is that reality. Like, you can spend time with God in the morning, 
But man, for all of us, as you go through your day and it gets busy, it's so easy to all of a sudden forget that God's actually with you. He isn't going anywhere. He has never left you. He's closer than your skin all the time. And so setting, and and, and I was talking to another guy last week, had dinner with him, and he said as a businessman, in the busyness of his day, he actually sets alarms during his day so that he can remember that God is actually with me and take time to do that. And so I I just want to encourage you, if you already have something that's going well, either late at night or in the early morning, Take the next step. Go be diligent with God and figure out, I want to be aware of him, though, all the time. I also have used this where I set alarms during my day, and one of the things I'll do in the morning is I'll just look at my phone. I'll look at my schedule for the day, and I'll see when meetings are going to come up, and then I'll set my alarm like five minutes before that meeting just to remind me. It's like, I'm not going into this meeting by myself. God is actually with me. And then I can ask him to be with me and be aware of his presence. You guys, think about this again. He wants to give you everything you need. Everything comes from God. So you don't have to go through any moment of your day without being aware of his presence. So, first one, in the morning, And then you take another step and you go, okay, but now I'm going to think about you more throughout the day with intervals. And then the last one I want to share with you, and I really believe the first two ways of being diligent in the morning and then also in intervals set us up for this last one. And that is in the moment. In the moment. Learning how to commune with God and to receive what you need from him in the moment. Colossians 4.2 puts it this way. Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. That word devote yourself to prayer is the exact same one in Romans 12. Be diligent in prayer, being watchful. Now, about four years ago, God started making this really, really clear to me. And I just want to share with you totally, honestly, this is the one that I am personally still learning and working to figure out. But it is so exciting when you think about this. When Jesus was in the garden, right before he was going to be crucified, and he asked Peter, James, and John, his tight three, to come and be with him, to support him and to help him find strength during those times. He went to them, because you remember what they were doing? They were falling asleep. And he went to them and he said this, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. See, if you have to watch for something, you guys, this is totally different than the first two. The first two things of diligent prayer, you actually set up. You go, okay, every morning at this time, I'm gonna meet with you, God. And then throughout the day, I'm gonna set these times and I'm gonna meet with you, God. But when when Jesus says you gotta watch, this isn't you planning it. It means anything that happens to you at any time in your day, watch. And then whatever happens, immediately go to prayer. 
So when Jesus had to tell his disciples, watch and pray so that you won't fall into temptation, what was the temptation that the disciples were going to face? They were going to face the temptation to not believe in him. They were going to absolutely observe things and go through things and struggle to continue to have their faith in him. And I want to tell you, man, all through our day, things come at us left and right to try to get us to doubt and not to believe. And we need to learn how, when things come at us, to watch, be very alert. Because that's what the word means, you guys. To watch means, in the Old Testament, they had watchmen. And they used to stand on the, on, the, on, the, on the wall of the city. And all they did is look and make sure if they could see the first inkling of the enemy coming. So that they would be ready to go and to go to battle. That's the word. It means to be vigilant. And then you pray. As soon as you watch something, you pray. As soon as you see something, you engage with God immediately. And, and this is what I just feel like God is trying to teach me. It's like... You know, I think it was in the song, actually. You know, in the song it said, you are closer than our skin. I feel like what God is trying to say to me is, David, do you know how close I am to you? This whole last year, I actually shared this about a year ago. But I feel like he's saying, David, I am closer to you than the air that you breathe. And the air is all around me. And what are you doing and what am I doing right now? We are breathing it in to live. And he says, just like you breathe in the physical air to live, he goes, I am that close to you and you can breathe me in. You can pray and I will engage in whatever you're going through. And I just felt like he said to me, it's like, you know what, David? Instead of breathing me in, instead of watching and praying, he goes, instead of breathing, you're like... (gasps) Anybody else like that? <laughs> like stuff happens in your life and you're like, oh my gosh, what do you do? So you think about it. You worry about it. You might read something about it. You might talk, like I'll talk to Susie about it. And the whole time God's going, I'm right here. I'm right here. And if you and I could figure out how to be diligent in prayer, man. And what do we say? You guys, you know what's interesting? I was reading a a book called Extreme Ownership. I don't know if any of you have read that book. It's just a leadership book. Some Navy SEALs, two Navy SEALs, who went through this experience in Iraq and then from their experience were teaching leadership principles. And every time at the beginning of the chapter, they'd have a story of what they went through before they teach the principle. And I remember reading that book. Here's what these Navy SEALs knew. They knew two things. If they weren't watching incredibly intently for the enemy, then the enemy would take him down. They had to be on watch. But here's the second thing. They also had to watch closely to their commander. And the commander would tell them what to do. And here's what they knew. If the commander said one thing and they didn't listen immediately, it could cost the lives of not only them, but all of their platoon. This is, and that was the picture I felt like God was saying to me. It's like, David, there's a war going on out here. There actually is an enemy, and he's at work to steal and kill and destroy. You guys know this? 
He constantly is at work against us. But here's the great thing. God, too, is at work. And he's always working to actually give us life and goodness and rightness. And so he says, in light of what I've done for you, you can live every moment in union with me. And so you got to be diligent in the moment. And here's, uh, many of us learned this from Jamie Winship, who was with us and did some teaching here uh, in our services, but also in our men's ministry. Can I just, here's, here's, th- here's three quick things, you guys, that we can do. How can I engage with God immediately in the moment and start actually experiencing him giving me what I need in prayer? The first thing Jamie said is you get to discuss, say, God, what do you want me to know? When anything happens, you can just say, God, what do you want me to know? And then the second thing is, and what do you want me to do? What do you want me to know? And what do you want me to do? I've added a third one to that. And the third one is this. And God, help me do it. God, help me do it. You guys, God is never saying, get out there and just go for it on your own. No. Any, listen, this is so important. Anything he asks you to do, it's because he's doing it. And he just wants you to join him. And so if you run into a time where you're anxious or there's a conflict or something is super hard and it's coming against you and you're starting to doubt the goodness of God or you're starting to doubt the reality about who you are, you can immediately go to God immediately and pray. And you can say, God, help me. Help me. And I just want to tell you, man, I'm trying to learn this right now in my own life, but I'm experiencing it. I had it happen just last week, man. I knew I was going into a situation that was going to, I thought anyway, it was going to be super, super hard for me. And so the whole way there, I had this, do you guys ever project what you think is going to happen when you go into a really hard situation? <laughs> So I totally projected it, and I'm like, oh, man, if this happens, this is going to be so hard. So I literally, the whole way I was driving, I'm just like, God, help me. God, help me. God, help me. Give me the grace to love. Give me what I need to care. This was hilarious. I show up. I walk through the door, and the very worst thing I thought was going to happen happened. It wasn't a dream. It wasn't just a negative thought. I couldn't believe it. And I want to tell you what, because I was praying in the moment, God gave me the ability to embrace what was said to me and not let it bother me and be able to respond in love. He has everything you need for every moment of your life. Here's the last thing. Those Navy SEALs, you know why they could be so successful out there? It's because they trained so hard over here. They trained themselves. I believe that every morning prayer is training ourselves in how to hear God. And when you do it in the intervals, you're training yourself how to not just spend time with him once in the day, but how to get him in through your day. And if you will take those first two steps, and if you haven't taken them, take them. Start tomorrow. Use use what Jenny just shared with you. 
Use acts, A-C-T-S. Adore God, praise him for who he is. Confess, be honest with him about everything in your life. And then ask him, God, what do you want me to know in that? The T, give him thanks, and then the S. Train yourself to do that, and then you know what happens? What will, it will help you. This is what I'm learning, is that then when the moment comes and I need him, I'm beginning to be more aware of the truth that God is closer than my skin. He is with me, and when I ask him, he gives me what I need. Be diligent, you guys, in prayer. It's your reasonable response to a God who did everything necessary so he could be like this with you, so he could give you everything you need for life, so he could live his life through you so that your life would bring him glory. It's all ours. It's all ours. So let's do it. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. We don't have a closing song or anything. We got like four minutes and I'm gonna share with you. I just want you, I'm gonna lead us in a time of prayer, okay? I just wanna lead you right now, just in a time of actually experiencing this and engaging with God before we go out these doors, okay? He's here, he knows you, he loves you, he's ready to give you. From him comes everything. Let's believe that right now. So go ahead and just bow your heads and close your eyes and let's just take a minute to end our day in prayer. And I am gonna lead you through this acronym ACTS, okay? The first one is A for adoration. Just take a moment right now and just praise God for who he is. I'll just share a little bit and then you guys just take a moment to do that. God I praise you, our Father, who art in heaven. Holy is your name. God, I praise you that you're a Father, which means you love us and you're good to us. I praise you because you're in heaven, which means not far away. It means right here, like the air that we breathe. You are that close. And holy is your name. You are perfect love. You are perfectly good. You are perfectly right. And you are almighty and powerful. If you want to just take any, just take a few more seconds, anything that you want to say to God, just say who he is, what you love about him, and just tell him right now, who is God to you? Now the C is after we've done this, we take time, God, and we're just gonna confess to you. And guys, when we confess, you're just gonna tell him, tell him the truth about what's going on inside your heart right now. Think of maybe just one specific thing that's going on in your life right now and just confess to him the truth. I had to do this recently and I just needed to tell him, God, I'm angry, I'm so angry. Maybe you're afraid. Maybe you're anxious. Maybe you're confused. Maybe you just feel distant from him. Just confess to God right now exactly 
how you feel about that thing in your life. And then we'll just ask him, God, what do you want me to know about this issue? God, what do you want me to know? My loving, good, righteous, powerful, heavenly Father. God, I just want to say thank you for the fact that you care about everyone in this room, that you care about everything they're going in, that they're going through. And I thank you that you speak to us, that you lead us, that you guide us, and that you provide for us. And it's just take a moment and just, just thank him. Whatever comes to your mind, just thank Thank God for his goodness, for what he has done, or thank him for what he's going to do. Just take a minute and thank him. Then the S is this fancy word, supplication, which simply means, now, ask God. Ask this loving, holy, good Father who forgives you, who cleanses you, who's always working for your good. Jesus says, ask him and you'll receive. Seek him and you will find. Cast your cares on him because he cares for you. What is it right now in your life that you just want to ask God to move in? And go ahead and take a minute right now and just present your requests to God. Father, my request today, my request today is that you would remind every one of us, all of us who are in this room, all of us who are watching online, would you remind every one of us that you are closer to us than our skin? Would you remind every one of us that I have, just tell us, God, over and over again, I have everything you need. We worship you, God, because you have everything we need. Every good thing comes from you. Lord, help remind us that you sent Jesus so that you could spend every moment with us. And in view of that, remind us to be diligent in prayer. Lord, I I just pray that even the rest of this evening that you might encourage some people tomorrow morning 
I'm just going to, God's going to hear my voice. God, help them to use the tool that's on the version Bible app. Help them to just go ACTS, Acts, whatever it is, God, but help us to be diligent to be in communion with you, to engage with you, to receive from you everything we need. And then, Lord, for those who are ready to take the next step, to do it during the day, to remind ourselves during the day that you are with us. And then, Lord, in the moment, that there's never anything that happens to us ever, that you're not right there ready to help. God, help us to be diligent in the moment to pray. And I praise you that you care and that you move when we pray. God, thanks for being with us every moment of every day. We worship you and give you thanks, Jesus, for making that possible by forgiving us of our sin and reconciling us to God. And now, Lord, I pray that you would bless every person with this intimacy and with this presence that is available to them through Jesus Christ. And in his name we pray, amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, you guys, for being here. And again, if we can pray for you, if there's anything that's in your heart where you would like us to assist you in getting to God, we'd love to do that, all right? God bless you guys. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next Saturday.